Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Welcome back to Who's Really the Boss podcast. Thanks for having me back. I don't know if you're going to say Jason Derulo or not. <laughs> if you don't get it, go back to our last episode and listen to that one before you listen to this one. Um, so our previous episode, we talked a little bit about uh, kind of capitalizing on the rhythm of back to school and refocusing and resetting, not just back to your goals or intentions from the beginning of the year, but also kind of resetting your schedule um, resetting priorities and commitments, that kind of thing. So, um, today we are talking about a kind of on that same theme of back to school or learning. Um, Marcus and I both, we both listened to a podcast on John Maxwell's podcast. I don't know why I can't get that out today. Um, John Maxwell's podcast. And do you remember the title of that podcast Uh, or the episode number? Yeah. The, uh, it's a most recent one. It dropped on August 17th, 2022, 10 tools for gaining a new perspective. Um, and that podcast is the Maxwell leadership podcast. Okay. And, um, and so Marcus and I both, we both listened to that and I took away a lot. And so you actually listened to it before I did and then shared it with our, uh, leadership team in our team's channel and, uh, talked about, you know, you didn't even really put anything with it. Like you guys need to listen to this or anything, just kind of posted the link. And so, um, I had, I was caught up on all of my podcasts that I listened to. And so I just, uh, turned it on in the car while I was running errands and every word felt like it resonated with me. So I don't know if it was coming out of being kind of two days of, Uh, learning and problem solving and creatively thinking with some other people in our organization, or if, I don't know, it was just something that I felt like was really good, really needed to hear. But also like you, I really feel like everyone should listen to that podcast, that it was good for any age, any season of life, any career. I mean, it is just really, really good. Uh, because even if you don't consider yourself a leader, which um, you are, you have influence over the people around you, whether they're your kids or not, whether they're your team or not, you have influence over the people that you come into contact with on a daily basis. And so everyone is a leader in some form or fashion. So I thought he made some really great points and we just decided that we would just kind of talk through what uh, resonated or what we wanted to, you know, what really stuck out to each of us today in that podcast. Yeah. So I listen to a ton of podcasts and I'm guilty of um, sharing those podcasts. I, I probably people are like, what another one? Like I haven't listened to the last one you shared. So um, but this one kind of resonated with some of the stuff that we're, like you said, we're, we're doing here in our business and in life, just the different, uh, changes, opportunities, like how we, how we look at things. And so I shared that not only with our leadership team, but a friend who's 
kind of reassessing some things in her own personal journey and her career and um, both feedback on, I think, state like different things you're working through, like things could be going great and these top 10 things are applicable. Mm -hmm. Things could not be going great and it's just a kind of a reassessment. So um, we're constantly learning, I think. And so much of John Maxwell and that organization, um, what they stand for is what I believe we stand for as, as creating value and adding value to others. And so it's easy to listen to. Uh, if, if you haven't listened to a John Maxwell podcast uh, in the past, it, it's easy. It's, it's almost, I would say it's almost like a clip of him speaking and then the host of the podcast and another co-host breaking down what he said and, and teaching on it. So it's somewhat of an easy listen. We'll put a, a link to that um, with whatever we send out as well, because we want to give credit where credit is due. Um, I think both in preparing for today in this conversation with the two of us, something that, that kind of resonated was, um, I think you said it best. I, I don't want to mess it up. So I'm going I'm to pass the ball to you um, to kind of talk through that. Yeah. And I won't uh, say, I won't quote it from the podcast, but the idea was that learners beat out the learned always. The learned. The learn, the, the learn, yes. I, I, that is not a word that I typically use. So yeah. um, anyway, the people who continue to learn every day um, will beat out those who think they have already arrived as far as their education or knowledge is concerned. And so um, it really resonated with me because I feel like I was at one point in my life on the other side, not the learner, but the learned, <laughs> um, the one who was done. I was at such a point um, when I was younger where I just wanted to be done. <laughs> like, you know, it's, I like to challenge myself. I like to be, uh, I like to do things at a very high level. And so it was kind of stressful and a lot of pressure put on myself to do things um, perfectly all the time or to know everything about everything all the time. And so it was like, uh, when am I just going to know it all? When am I going to be done, you know, having to be a beginner or to not knowing enough or all the answers. And so um, definitely stuck out to me because of just the, I don't know, the, the joy and the interest in, in, in learning and learning new things and achieving new things and seeing that you can do or know things that you didn't know before. So I think there's a lot of confidence that comes with that. Yeah. Um, learning is a uh, skill that I think carries, it will carry with me and probably you knowing you um, throughout life. I, I think that's learning is what's going to keep you alive, essentially. Like, you know, if uh, you think about the older generation that's still doing like Sudoku puzzles and crossword puzzles and keeping their mind active and continuing to learn versus, or and read, reads a big part of it too, um, as opposed to watch, watching Wheel of Fortune or, um, you know, just occupying their time with, with filler um, and not, not gaining new perspective. I love the word perspective because it's something that you can control in your life. Attitude and perspective both are internal uh, and you could have the world around you 
going horribly bad by all definitions. But as long as you keep a, a positive attitude and a fresh perspective or a positive perspective on outlook, that's that will keep you going. And so I think we've seen, all of us have seen those stories where someone's diagnosed with an illness, someone lost a spouse, someone, you know, it's just something tragic that you could roll over and give up, but they've got something to keep going. So um, it's, it was impactful for me enough to forward it on. I probably listened to, uh, I probably listened to 15 to 20 podcasts a week. Like that, that seems like a lot. So for me to actually either re-listen to or feel like it's good enough to share is, um, it, it stands out and hopefully others know that and hopefully they don't think like this was the only one he listens to, you know? <laughs> I think another point in that, um, being a continual learner is, or lifelong learner is that you stay relevant. Um, if you, if you stop learning new things or refuse to, I guess, adopt some of the new things because it requires you to learn something new, you get to a point where you can't really interact um, with the world around you. So you know about things that are no longer in existence. So you know about a world that doesn't exist anymore. And the one that you live in becomes very hard and complicated for you. Um, I, just a story. And I know I'm like, people think, ah, oh, she's a teacher. She's always going to, you know, want to be a lifelong learner. Well, I've already shared uh, in, in my younger days, I didn't even want to read anything. Like I, I was really done. I was, I was done learning and, um, I was teaching. And so I didn't really realize at the time that as you teach, you're constantly learning new things, just different. You're not necess necessarily learning, uh, like textbook information. You're learning how to deal with people and how to interact with others. And so, um, but when I was in junior high and this is where I could like, Coming up, you know, straight A student, um, did everything. Things came very easy for me. Well, in junior high, it's not that things were harder at that time, but some friends and I had kind of different rotation, but same teachers. And so we thought it'd be a good idea to share, you know, answers to tests and things for the ones who went in the morning, would share it with the afternoon or whatever. So we didn't really have to even listen in class anymore. So it wasn't really about doing homework or studying. We were all able to get by without that. Um, but we didn't even have to pay attention while we were in the room because the answers would just be fed to us. But what quickly happened is you miss out on so much that when that's not the same opportunity, either that same year or the next year, how much harder it is to try to come back from all that you've missed. So when you kind of refuse or get set in your ways, or even just get so distracted that you're letting, um, maybe some entertainment and, and not learning uh, take up space where maybe you could be growing and improving. It's really a lot harder to come back from that. You have to overcome a lot of time that you've missed. Um, whereas if you would have just, 
you know, kept going and doing a little each day, it would be a lot easier to stay current. Yeah. And that, that time of your life, you didn't stop learning the next year. So you just had, I mean, you have to keep getting deeper and um, maybe it's not even the subject matter. It's just training yourself, training your body to last throughout the day and pay attention. And I've seen that a lot um, in, in the last few months with everyone's kind of gotten this rhythm. If, if you work remotely or, or hybrid or whatever you want to call it, um, you, you get tired really fast when you spend a lot of time with people, especially like in a, in a classroom setting, in a conference setting, or uh, where it's just like a lot of deep work. And so we just came out of a couple of days that way in the office. We'll have a couple more days with our team in office next week. And then I'll, I'll actually be traveling for some conferences here too. And when we first did that, you're, you just get tired. And so kind of to your point, you have to stay fresh and not be exhausted because no telling what all I missed because I wasn't as sharp as I once was because I kind of let myself fall into um, not being as attentive as I could be. Yeah, I think something else that happens um, during those time versus a remote worker. When you're remote working, um, I think your body can handle like a certain amount of stimulus and then naturally you will take a break um, or do something else to kind of uh, give yourself a break and then go back to whatever's like maybe requiring a lot of you mentally or kind of putting some stress, you can kind of step out. You can take a walk, go to the bathroom, get a drink, get a snack, um, those kinds of things and kind of change your, um, what do we always say? Change your uh, pace, change your space. And so you can kind of move out of the environment that might be adding a little bit of stress or overstimulation and then come back to it. Whereas when you're in with a group of people, that's a new stimulus and then can become overstimulating, but it's not necessarily socially acceptable to stand up and walk out at the time. And also you're engaged with what you're doing and don't even realize like the stimulation. But I know after um, two full days in office with lots of people, I didn't even pick up social media, which during a day I may use as a distraction multiple times throughout the day. But after we left each day, I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to look at anything on my phone. Like, even though I hadn't been on my phone because I was engaged with people the whole day, even after that, like I was still, still so stimulated. I could not even think about picking that up because of, you know, just the uh, amount of stimulation that comes from the uh, apps on the phone. So yeah, that's another part of it too, is that you can kind of self-regulate when you're remote or alone, or maybe even like at your desk versus being in a group setting. Because even when we worked full day in office, but you go to a conference, you feel exhausted after that conference. So yeah, yeah um, for sure. Yeah. And to that point, I'm not going to stay on this much longer, but um, we haven't even like you and I haven't even recapped a lot of those two days <laughs> just because we've been tired. Uh, and there's big decisions to be made out of those two days, you know, just impactful things that will, um, they're just big, right? They're big in business and life and a lot of things to talk through there. So we probably need to schedule some time uh, to do that while we're thinking of it. So 
Um, but, but getting back to the podcast, I think you kind of that point where, you know, the learn, uh, the learner versus the learned stuck out to you. And while that was, um, that was deep, you know, same on my side, it was impactful. Uh, I think what I resonated with and sticks out the most is, um, and I've got it pulled up. I'm cheating a little bit. I've got the transcript. Um, number four, where you recertify yourself every year and, um, you know, it's change is always necessary. And so you don't rest and you get frustrated with me because of this, I think. And, you know, you ask when, when is enough enough? I think a lot of times, and I, I don't know if other entrepreneurs, other leaders struggle with that as well, but it's like, I can't define it. And it's frustrating for you. It's frustrating for others and me too, but is what it is what keeps driving for better. And so I think the uh, kind of the, the talking point around that recertification is you're constantly changing. And for others who may be viewing your success from the outside, it's what they are striving for. And that, you know, even like, ourselves years earlier it's what we sh- we strove for it strove a word I sure try, we're try. gonna go with it i know i say a lot of words wrong here and uh, <laughs> you know so it's what we strived for and got to and instead of just taking time off being content with it we constantly evolve constantly change constantly push to get better because it's like a false peak in a, in a, in a hike, you, you get to this peak and you think you're at the pinnacle at the top and then you get there and you realize there's something more, there's something better on the other side and you've got to keep going. And so I think that's where, where I'm at on this business journey on life. And so you've got to stop and enjoy, like not stop, but you have to go at a pace where you enjoy the journey. And so if you're going to be on that path for a long time, for the majority of your career, for the majority of your business ownership, you have to enjoy it and you have to enjoy learning. You have to go at a pace that is enjoyable, not only for you, but for the rest of the organization. And so, um, you know, we actually, we got to a place here recently where my time in the business on a daily basis isn't like, isn't as much as it used to be. I'm not going to say it's not necessary, um, but it's, I could coast a lot more than I already am. Um, I could remove myself more than I, than I already am. But what I would see is probably some uncertainty, some questioning of the direction, both with the team and both with the clients, with outside stakeholders. And so to probably everyone's demise or you know frustration i continue to push forward and when we're having conversations with peers who want to learn how we do things and we share with them and teach them on how we figured out some things along the way whatever you do avoid the pain points that we had when we figured this out that's now fulfilling and that's growing me as a person growing organization And we constantly continue to evolve and push forward. So I know that that's frustrating to you because I can't answer when is enough enough. And 
do you want to add any perspective to <laughs> me on I, that side? I, well, I think going along with it, I think it's important one to, it doesn't have to be enough or a stop as long as you celebrate, as long as you take time to celebrate. And celebration doesn't mean you have to stop, like that you quit, that you go on a month-long vacation, um, but just celebrate, recognize, affirm what you've achieved and all of the people who have helped get there. So that's that's probably the biggest, because then at some level, they all want to keep going, whether they really want to keep going or not. They want that everybody wants the next celebration. Everybody wants the next achievement. Don't always want the work that needs to be put in to get there, but it, it is nice to achieve and to celebrate and to reflect on what got you there. So I think that's super important. But in uh, John Maxwell's 10 tips, one of the things that he said was to be careful when you do have that momentum going. So when you are constantly climbing and climbing and climbing and or coming down the backside of having worked really hard and you're coming down and now you're enjoying the fruits of that labor when that momentum's going, don't stop, like don't put the brakes on and disappear essentially. So whether that be physically, like on a vacation or uh, mentally as far as stopping whatever got you to that place. Um, he really recommends that you keep that momentum going and that eventually that momentum will fizzle out. Like, um, you know, the, the ball will eventually come to a stop naturally on its own. And that's when you take a break because it's not going to matter. It's not going to change its position. Um, if you take a break at that time, once it's fizzled out, and then you can kind of recollect your thoughts and then push hard again, um, start that work back up again. So I think that that's really important. That was really good for me to hear who does kind of love to live on that. I've arrived <laughs> or, or at least dream about living on the, there is an arrival at some point, at some point we will be done. Um, now, the older I get, I think that point where you're done is when you take your last breath. So until then, you know, you're going to continue to uh, work in some capacity. You're going to continue to learn in some capacity um, because those two things together are really, you know, living life. Yeah. I, I think the other thing to think through um, from my perspective and, and others, we're all on this journey. Um, and so especially in my role in certain aspects of my career where I'm teaching people what we've done and kind of speaking into what's next. Um, I need to remember not to downplay where that person is and where we were in that journey and write it off as like, they're not moving as fast as they need to. Everybody moves at their own pace. And so if, if you're in a similar situation to that, I think you need to uh, reset and, and kind of go back to your humble beginnings and where you were, kind of place yourself in that person's shoes. Because, you know, especially when you're busy trying to build what's next for you, and then people want a little bit of insight into what, where you've been and what changes you made. I think it's real easy to push them off and say, 
you're just a little guy or I don't even know what the, I mean, what the right words to say there are, but you know, it's just, you, you think in a traditional mindset, you're not striving for better and their striving for better just may look different than what your current mindset is. And so I have to remind myself of that a lot that put myself in their shoes where they were, where they're at today in their business journey, in their career. And if they're reaching out for help, kind of like that mentor podcast that we did um, a few times back, like you, you owe it to them because that person is you when you were there. So I, you know, it, it's one of those, like, that's what I continue to struggle with. And I continue to try to better identify to where it's like, put this aside for a small brief moment to give this person the motivation, the support to get to where they're going because you want to be a part of that journey with them and help them out. Yeah, that's good. So any yeah, what other... else you got? Any, yeah. What other things stood out to you as far as the 10 tips and the way he presented them, uh, John Maxwell, he started off kind of numbering them. And then I think as the conversation went on, I think the numbers stopped, but the tips kept coming. And so I actually listened to it twice as well because I'm like, no way there were 10 in there. Um, but they all, they all kind of go together. And I think that's probably why he had 10 because they're kind of all, um, interrelated and, uh, necessary. So, you know, kind of piggybacking on that last point. Um, I've, I've never written a book, right. I've never documented our journey or anything like that, or my perspective on what our journey is. So I can't speak to this, but he actually shared, like he wrote a book, the 21 laws of leadership, and it was time for a refresh. So the publisher came to him and said, Hey, uh, much like a lot of books are refreshed over, um, their life just to, you know, obviously add new perspective. Um, the publisher came to him and said, would you like to refresh this based on all of the experience you've gained from the time that was published to, the, to today? And he said, I would love to. And so he dug back into that book, probably read that book for, for the first time in a long time. And where he was, how he had matured, it was, I don't like, what was I thinking? Like, I, I kind of feel like, publish, if I was to publish this now, like I, I would redo a very large percentage of the book. So it gave him an opportunity to kind of go back and, and refresh that kind of, I wouldn't call it like a legacy, but you know, definitely like the documentation of his journey and add perspective to where he's at. So I thought that was powerful. Um, I think we do that in life a lot when we share our, our journey through life or our journey through family or business, whatever that could be. And you forget, you forget some of the parts because they're just not important anymore. Like you forget some of the stuff that you were so hung up on. And, and then as more days go by, as more sand from the hourglass falls, you just realize like what I was placing emphasis on in that stage of my life really wasn't important. And now I've come to this place where this is so much more important. And, and, it, and it also reconfirms like, that, that was, you know, that other thing that, that does need to be highlighted because even decades or years after the fact, I still think about that point in life and how important that conversation or that day meant to me. So I think that was really cool to hear that perspective about 
how he refreshed and reissued that book. Um, you'll see that often with authors. Yeah, I think that really affirmed his um, point of being a lifelong learner is that, you know, as the world around you changes, as you learn more, you gain new perspectives. So even something that was important enough for him to write an entire book on, he said that he actually changed like 80% of the book was different the next time that he went back to it. And just to go, I mean, just a story this week. So when we have retreats here at Dillon CPAs, we typically uh, do a new t-shirt, some kind of new swag um, for the team. And so we came up with a new t-shirt and some writing on the shirt and had it printed. And I actually picked it up um, after we had been two days kind of together brainstorming, thinking um, with some leaders and some other people outside of our organization. And I picked it up and I looked at it and just from what I had learned and thought about in those two days, already the shirt almost felt irrelevant. Um, not so it's still relevant and it still goes with, um, our, our business and our people and our values, um, and, and the products and services that we deliver, but it could have been done so much better, uh, based on what I had just learned. So that was only like a six weeks time difference. Um, when we think about, what you learn over years of experience and why it's so important to continue to learn and adapt to, to new things around you. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry for pointing that out or mentioning that. <laughs> I didn't point it out once the shirt, you actually pointed that out. So I'm not going to yes. own that, but yeah. It's... The, the, the shirt is still cute and it's still soft. Yeah. And so it will still be um, excellent. But I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, we could have done this so much better had we waited to order, you know, just another five weeks or four weeks or whatever it might be. So yeah. uh, we would not have it for our retreat that's coming up, but we would have maybe had a better shirt. So December retreat will probably likely be <laughs> another, our, our best another shirt piece yet. of swag. Every, yeah. Well, I, I think that's the thing. Everyone is our, yeah, every, every yeah. next one is our best one. So probably this is, um, I have, I do have a favorite shirt. And so this might be my second favorite shirt, but anyway, yeah, yeah. constantly, constantly getting better, constantly recertify. Um, what about, I think, you know, we have touched a lot on learning and um, being lifelong learners. And I think something that's really important was that in the podcast, he talked about three questions to ask yourself at the end of every single day um, was a tip for changing perspective. And those three questions were, what did you learn? What touched your heart? And what will you do differently because of those things? every single day asking yourself those things by the end of the day. What did you learn? What touched your heart? And what will you do differently? And I listened to this after we had been doing, you know, some really deep thinking and planning. And so on those days and also entertaining. So had a lot of social interaction um, with people with work and then also with friends, like with neighbors. And so, um, so thinking about that, I'm like, okay, that's super easy to answer those questions 
from the past two days where they've been really full days of thinking and learning and socializing. But then I thought about it from like, what about like on a boring day, like on a normal, just an everyday day? Are you paying attention? Am I paying attention to, did I learn something today? You know, did something really um, touch me or stand out to me emotionally or, you know, from my pull on my heartstrings? Uh, And then from those two things, what then will I do differently going forward? And so love to pose those questions to you um, as far as do you do you think through those naturally? Um, And if you had to think through those from maybe any day this week, could you answer those three questions? No, uh, I do not think that way. Uh, Usually when I am done for the day, my head hits the pillow, I fall asleep pretty quick. And so it's... (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) And um, that just means I had a full day. And um, so, but I think just like anything in life, if, if those questions resonate, then you need to build it into your day. And probably not waiting until the end of the day when you're tired, but just like we talk about time blocking and when when is it appropriate? So is it at seven o'clock when you're sitting down to dinner and that's a conversation starter as opposed to watching um, some inappropriate TV on Netflix uh, in the background when you're eating dinner or scrolling Facebook or Instagram, whatever. So I think you can build that into your day. And I would start small if it's your idea and it's not, especially like with our kids, you know, that sigh and don't, um, don't participate well in things that are our idea, start small. So start with one question. And once you feel like you've got that uh, on a good pace, maybe introduce the other one or two and, if you if it's really that important to you, do it yourself internally and then bring others into it because their perspective can also grow you individually. And I don't think that way, but I would love to. I think that will grow me further as a person as opposed to scrolling social media or uh, watching the next series on TV. Yeah. Well, I just want to give an example of how those questions might be answered just from my own perspective, because I did have, I would say um, yesterday for me was a fairly boring day. And I actually didn't even do a whole lot of uh, Dylan CPA's work because I had been so um, consumed with that a lot more hours the previous days uh, leading up to. And so it was like catch up on all of the um, appointments and doctor office phone calls and uh, getting groceries and attending parent meetings for all of the organizations that were a part of multiple of those yesterday. And so just something that I learned, I learned how important communicating clearly, I feel like I have to keep learning this every single day of my life, but how important communicating clearly is. I had been uh, back and forth with the doctor's office and trying to get a prescription um, for Kinley. And so because the doctor had prescribed it a certain way, one of the pharmacies wouldn't fill it because it didn't come in that dosage, like the milligrams that he prescribed and then wanted her to take a half, but it's not scored, so they can't cut it. And so they wouldn't fill it. 
come to find out they don't even have it in stock. And so I'm like calling all around to all of the pharmacies in our area, calling back and forth with the doctor. Can he prescribe it a different way? Um, and then finally him saying that he talked to a pharmacist, they were ordering it and it would be ready the following day, um, calling that pharmacy and then having no uh, idea what I was talking about that they had not talked to him. So it turns out they had called a different pharmacy than the one we had on file and finally did talk to the right person at that pharmacy who did have it. And so anyway, that was just the learning of like clear communication is very, very important in every situation, in every aspect. And a lot of time could have been saved with, um, a little bit better communication. Uh, something that pulled on my heart was at a parent meeting for swim team and Avery's accomplishments um, and Kinley's accomplishments were both highlighted from the beginning of the high school swim team that started with seven swimmers to uh, now they have almost 70 swimmers and just all of the awards and accomplishments that they had done over the past years with both of our girls being part of those state accomplishments. So them being at state, um, them placing uh, as far as like academic All-American and um, just Avery winning state, their relays that both of the girls were on had placed uh, on the podium at state. And so that was something that kind of pulled on my heart. And then something that I will do differently is really taking those communication pieces of why was Avery and Kinley being highlighted or recognized for what they had done. Why did that pull on my heart? Well, because they worked so hard and I saw the behind the scenes when they didn't want to go to practice, when they didn't want to get up early, when they didn't want, you know, to work harder, when they didn't want to eat the protein that I was forcing them, you know, to eat, but they did. And then it resulted in such a big achievement for them. So really helping to point out um, so that they realize that all of those little things that they did day in and day out led to that big accomplishment at the end that everybody sees and celebrates. And so really helping them celebrate every single day, the hard little things they're doing every single day. Um, so that I guess publicly people can, and for them that they can achieve what they're working towards. No, that's really good. Uh, really good examples. So is this something you're going to incorporate into your daily routine? You know it, you know, I will. And I'll probably bug you guys and ask, and I'll probably get the eye rolls and the size and, you know, have my feelings hurt because nobody wants to participate with me, but for sure, because I think um, if I didn't learn from the doctor's office and the prescriptions, I'm going to be frustrated again and waste a whole lot of time again. If, I, if I don't, you know, I guess ask better questions or clarify things while I'm, while I actually have them on the phone, since, you know, it's always like a back and forth, you have to leave a message and then they have to call you back. You have to be available when they call you back or, you know, you just lose days and days and days dealing with the medical world. So, yeah. I, for some reason I'm reminded like everybody's allowed bad days. Everybody's allowed bad moments, but how you respond. Um, some of, some of the shows that we watch are sports related. So I think about the last dance with Michael Jordan and I think about the captain with Derek Jeter and so, something that both of them made important in their daily lives was picking out a person in the audience that may only see them play once in their life. And so they played 
at their pinnacle or tried their hardest to play and they didn't take rest days because some that may be someone's only shot, their only interaction with that person. So, you know, other Ted Williams used to do that, another baseball player um, before our time. And so I think taking from, from high level athletic competitors, taking something like that and applying it to everyday life, you know, the three questions that, and the other thing is like, you know, you're going to ask yourself those at the end of the day. So it hopefully makes you more aware of your daily activity. So, you know, you can, I think you're then consciously looking, looking, looking for ways that you're going to answer those questions. If the, if the end of the day results in those three questions, then your whole day is spent, you know, really, seeking and looking for those opportunities that you can use to answer those questions at the end of the day. Yep. Yeah, for no, sure. That's good. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.